1: Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First and Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakeslee. Today we're going to be talking about the film Searching. Also, we're going to be talking about Crazy Rich Asians, Move, 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 and Josh Loveless and Friends. So uh, we're going to start this wonderful show with the wonderful and beautiful Alejandra about the new dramatic thriller Searching. Thank you so much, Alejandra, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So, this is very, this, it's interesting because we're always trying to find new ways of telling stories and executing films. Um, first, we have um, Unfriended, being the first film to be doing, um, going on Skype and filming a whole film like that. We have films like Nerve, talking, almost doing like a periscope kind of thing. And now we got Searching, which is a new film um, out about um, talking about social media and, um, I believe it's a, a, most of it's filmed on people's phones and FaceTime, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. So uh, what made this film particularly interesting to you?
2: Well, what was interesting was the plot. I mean, Searching is about a um, parent and his daughter that they grew apart as she enters her teenage years. And one day she suddenly tells um, her dad that she's in a study group and just disappears. So the whole plot and the whole the um movie is about him trying to find her through all her social media her technological devices in order to find any clue as to where she may be so it was very interesting to watch since i had never seen such a suspense movie layout and have that storyline. Of name
1: now it's interesting because i'm now correct me if i'm wrong this is kind of like mostly filmed on, like, people's phones, right? Like, amateur filmmaking kind of thing, right?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, in a way, but not completely.
1: Not completely. So there was moments when it's, like, filmed on actual camera. It's not just phone camera yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Because, like, I, personally for me, I, I've kind of grown tired of, like, the stock footage, amateur filmmaking style. You know, stuff like like Earth to Echo or, like, Chronicle. Yeah. Even though I love Chronicle and I loved um, Super 8. But, like, a lot of these like filmmakers have just kind of realized that, oh, we can shoot films very cheaply with just and with amateur filmmaking. But, I don't know. I, I, I feel like every film was doing that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that, like, a film was, like, itself filmed with phones and devices like that. It's just that they're so, like, the term of social media and, like, them finding her and using any help they can, they, like, implemented all the videos that her friends would make. And things like that. So it was like a mix of like phone footage or video footage that wasn't like professionally with a camera, and then the camera.
1: Now it's a great integration between the different styles, and it's interesting yeah. because the what do you think about the commentary on on the social on social media? Like, what is it trying to like convey through this film? Well,
0: I think
2: what they what they're trying to portray is that social media is. Um, not the real deal or how people really are since i mean once his daughter disappears he tries to find clues since they grew apart he didn't know he didn't know her very much so he tried to find her or any clues that would match as to what may happened. and he did he it was really challenging for him so i think they're try to say that i mean in social media you you can't know a person fully.
1: very true and very topical for this day and age, especially, I mean, it's, it's got, it's got a great mystery to it as well. But also when you have a great yeah. story that has a good, that, that not like, it's not preachy with its commentary, like social media is not what you're thinking. It's like, it, it doesn't come across mm-hmm. as preachy. It comes across, it's beautifully woven into the story.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like what you said, the message, it's not like up on your face a whole bit, the whole movie. It, it just kind of like goes makes its way through throughout the story and because that's just the message they're sending. And yeah.
1: So what would you think is the best part in this film? Without giving anything away.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Well I think um the best part of the film is just um when the dad realizes that I mean like scene wise and acting wise, I think the best part was when the cat on well, the cat, I'm sorry, the dad realizes that he doesn't really know his daughter very well. He, he would make this, um, like, perfect life up that him and his daughter were really close, like the perfect family. And when these events start to happen, he, he like, falls into the realization that they, they're not very close, and he doesn't know his daughter. Once he is trying to... When the, the detectives are asking him, oh, what friends does she hang out with that we can go ask, and he doesn't know what to say. So I think it, that scene was very strong when he realizes that like his life is um, like a fairy tale.
1: Yeah, and this film is like, this film is driven by the main actor, John Cho. Um, he yeah. does, really pushes this film and like, it's kind of like puts the, the film is on his shoulders for most of it because he's the main driving force. Um, wouldn't you agree?
2: Yeah, I would agree.
1: You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat, Season 2. We're going to be talking about the film's Crazy Rich Asians and also the music of Move, Move, Move and Josh Loveless and Friends. We're going to continue our conversation with Alejandra about the new mystery thriller, Searching. So we were just, talk, um, we were just talking about the main actor, John Cho, um, who's the driving force of this film. What else, what else did you enjoy about his performance?
2: Well, I enjoyed by his performance that all that he could transmit, whatever he was feeling, whatever his character was feeling in the movie throughout the audience. I mean, the audience, when he was sad, they were bawling. When he was anxious, the whole audience and myself were anxious to see what would happen. So I think he did an splendid job in transferring that tone or the mood that the scene was trying to set.
1: Definitely. So what would you say is your just- even though he's like the main character in this whole film, like is is he your favorite character?
2: No, I like no. My favorite character is the daughter. I like her because she's all mysterious. I mean, we just get presented to this um, scene and crime plot that we're trying to figure out. So the whole movie is centered kind of around her. So it's just exciting and kind of suspenseful to be following like, all the clues of to find her. I think she was very mysterious and very interesting to watch as the plot unfolded.
1: And since this film is, like, a thriller, of course, suspense is a key element. What do you feel like made... What, how did this film, like, put you on the edge of your seat? Like, do you, what, what elements brought this into a great mystery thriller? Well, I mean,
2: the fact that they would... Um, I mean, obviously, like, the audience would go... Follow, I mean, the dad as he found out clues and things that may lead him to uh, his daughter. So, as they release like clues, like the audience and my, even myself, we would make up like our own conclusions or our own theories as to what may happen. So, that put us on the edge trying to find or trying to conclude what, what has happened and trying to solve the mystery that's been that, that's showing in front of our eyes.
1: Just because uh, I love my favorite thing about mysteries is, of course putting the pieces together and because it's it's fun it's like it's like a yeah because you're very
2: with... it's very entertaining making up your whole theory by putting together all the clues that um they're putting so yeah
1: and were you surprised by the ending not giving anything away of course
2: um yeah i was very surprised i was really wrong i was I did i, I went way off my theory it was not accurate but it was it was close it was a good one. If but yeah, you don't expect yeah. the ending. You're making all these theories and you're trying to get a hold of what's happening, and then at the end, you're just kind of surprised at what happens. It's really unexpected.
1: I got to be honest with you. I'm. I'm. It's great to hear that you really enjoy this film, and and so far, critics, other critics are saying this is a great film because I was looking. At, I me personally, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, ah, oh, another one of these. You know. Amateur filmmaking, trying to be hip with the kids, trying to do something new. Like, hey, now it's filmed on the phone, and we're gonna talk about social media. Like another one of those films. But actually,
2: but they took an interesting. I, I, in my opinion, they took an interesting take in it. Since, like I said before, they didn't shove up the the message in your face. Like, oh yeah, social media is not what it looks like. No, it was just a message that was like incorporated throughout the storyline. So at the end, you that's what you get out of it. But But it's between the lines. It's not like up on your. It's not very obvious. You have to like analyze what's going on in the film.
1: Which is fantastic. If you had to describe this film in like three words, like what would the three words be? Excuse me? What was the question? If you had to describe this film in three words, what would they be?
2: Okay, it would be unexpected, thrilling, of course, and dramatic.
1: Unexpected, thrilling, dramatic. (laughs) So uh, how many stars would you give this film and what would you say is your age range?
2: Well, I would give this film five out of five stars and would recommend it to people um 13 and up.
1: Well, now you've you've convinced me because now I need to go see this film because (laughs) obviously it is much better than I thought it was going to be. Thank you so much, Alejandro, for talking about searching. Thank you for having me. This this unexpected thrilling dramatic film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keith Blakesley, and you've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
3: Kids Safe, Mother Approved, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakeslee. We just got done talking about the new dramatic thriller film, Searching. And we're going to continue the show talking about Crazy Rich Asians and the new album, Move, Move, Move right now we're gonna to talk to our my wonderful co-host Benjamin about the new album Josh Loveless and Friends. Sounds like a wonderful music to be listened to. So, um Benjamin, tell us a little bit about what this album is and what it contains.
4: Um, well basically Josh Loveless and Friends present young folk is a collection of somewhat um peaceful, reflective songs, also having some more fun, sillier ones in it, too. Uh, Josh Loveless is the member of a Grammy-nominated band uh, called Need to Breathe, and um, this collection um, is sort of... I think the main idea was trying to pass on music that he enjoyed when he was a kid, and um, passing it on to future generations.
1: Now, I... This it sounds—it's gonna sound weird—but I actually really love folk music because I remember there's a saying: "If it was never—if it was never new and it never gets old, that's a folk song." And I don't know—they're just—they're just timeless songs that just like that—that that tell a story and can can be peaceful, can be sad, can be happy. Um, so they're very underrated. It's a very underrated genre of music. So, um, what did you enjoy most from this album?
4: Um, I was really surprised how, uh, quiet and unannoying it was in certain parts. Um, <laughs> uh, to, be, to be honest, I find a lot of albums geared towards younger children. It's repetitive, it's loud, and it's annoying, and it's not enjoyable. Um, but this one felt, I don't know, I guess a little more sophisticated, um, And it has enough of those more repetitive, more loud numbers that I think both parents and kids will enjoy it. And that um, sort of more unusual aspect I kind of enjoyed.
1: Uh, What would you say is your favorite song from the album?
4: Um, You're My Best Friend, which was I'd say say I enjoy it the most because that's the song when I realized this is something different um and i really enjoyed having that realization and it's also yeah. uh yeah it's yeah. just a very nice little song to listen to so
1: and uh how many songs are on this uh, on this album again do you know um i
4: believe 12 i don't have it with me right now but 12 uh,
1: wonderful songs so uh if you had to recommend like if you were like what situation would you because like music you can like depending on your mood like there's like the perfect song or perfect type of music to listen to so what do you feel like this is like like give me a scenario when you would listen to this album good question um
4: i think that that this album is sort of It has a lot of different types of songs, so I'm sure there are some some songs you'd like to listen to on this album when you're really having a really good day um, and you want some music to pep you up even more. And then I guess there are also some songs um, if you're having a bad day and you want some songs to sort of match your vibe. So it's a good mix of both.
1: (laughs) Beautiful. I love the. I love albums like that. They just have like you can just you can just take that album and like play it in different moments of the day and just be like you know what I can play when I'm happy. I can play when I'm feeling a little bit down. You know all that fun stuff. So uh, what would you say? What would you recommend this this album to?
4: Um, I think that's where this album really succeeds in the fact that it. Although it is geared towards kids, it doesn't feel like it's for that main demographic. I wrote down and I listened to it. Like some of these songs could be included on an album not geared towards kids, and I don't think anyone would be confused by it. Um, and I think it's my my the scenario I pictured for to listen to this album was on a road trip, because um, I'm sure the kids will be singing along to some songs, and then the adults won't absolutely be dreading listening to it because it does have some really good songs on it so i think um i think a lot of everyone can really get something out of it to be honest
1: perfect album for everybody to enjoy Sounds wonderful. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. We just got done talking about the new film Searching, and we're also going to continue talking about Move, Move, Move and Crazy Rich Asians. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Benjamin about Josh Loveless and Friends. So you mentioned that this album has a lot of songs that all ages can enjoy, a perfect album for the road, for like a road trip or, or traveling or just for Keeping bringing up your day. What do you feel like makes a good album?
4: Um, uh, that's kind of the best part about a good album is a uh, a good album can really be any type of music, um, in any type of mood. But uh, I think the best things to make a good album are a good mix of some relative passable songwriting, at least, <laughs> um, and uh, just some good rhythms, I guess.
1: Good rhythms and passable lyrics. Yeah, all right, that's interesting. So, <laughs> since we um, I'm guessing you went with. Were you acquainted to folk music before you started listening to this album?
4: Um, a little bit, not through my own, um, my own doing. Uh, sort of through my family. I get my parents really like listening to it, and I don't know. I guess I kind of have a liking to it. Um, I think it is a, it's a nice, uh. Sort of a middle ground between many genres, which is something to admire.
1: So, does this album give you like a new love for folk music?
4: I wouldn't say it gives me a new love. I mean, I guess I, it, I guess it did make me want to go listen back to it and maybe listen to some more folk music. So, in that way, it did succeed.
1: That's good. I feel like folk music is is kind of, not dying, but, like, it is, it's less, in and it's not as prominent as it is in the music industry. So no, you're correct.
4: Like, it's a lot less popular than it used to be.
1: So, <laughs> so it's just nice that there are still artists that are keeping you alive, because it's, it's, I don't know, like, I, I agree with you, folk music is kind of like that middle ground. It's not, it's got that kind of old-timiness to it, but also it can, it has, it's not, it can be calm, it can be, Um, a little bit upbeat and get yourself dancing, but also it can get, it's just, it's just, it's a a whole range of different emotions that a folk song can bring you to. Um, Was there any song in there that you were like, that you can just not get out of your head, like it's just stuck in your head forever? Because I know there's some folk songs that are just like, ah, get out of my head. Um, I I mean,
4: they're all sort of, I wouldn't, that's kind of, Something I liked is a lot of the songs. Of, to the case is a lot of songs that are really catchy. Usually, they they repeat a lot of the same things over and over and over. Um, and there's a lot of songs on this album. That's not the case. So, I'd say it's almost a good thing that um, a lot of a lot of the songs aren't stuck in my head.
1: That's a good way of looking at it too. <laughs> Definitely, because yeah, I can understand some songs just like. Repeat stuff. Repeat stuff. Repeat stuff. Repeat stuff. Hi, I oh.
4: know where you got that from.
1: Oh darn it! I thought it was being original. Yes, that was a Bo Burnham song. Sorry about that, guys. Um, copyright issues probably. Uh, <laughs> so if you had to rate this album, out of out of um five stars, how would you rate this?
4: Um, on terms of in terms of an album scale, I'd give it three and a half out of five because it's not a musical masterpiece or anything, but it's really enjoyable. um, And a lot of the songs are pretty good and uh, I'll probably go back and listen to it, but yeah, it's really enjoyable. um, But it's, it's got a nice mix of fun songs, but also more quiet ones as well.
1: Well, I can not only can I say that um, folk songs are timeless, but having conversations with you is timeless as well thank you so much benjamin for talking to me about josh and josh loveless and friends it's been a pleasure thank you for having me this album is out on spotify and other musical platforms so go look it up check it out listen to it enjoy it and with that said let's take a break i'm your host Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by cat in the hat season two volume (laughs)
0: Tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I am your host, Kiefer Blakesley. We just got done talking to Benjamin about Josh Loveless and Friends, and right now we're going to continue talking to him like I always love doing, about the new film Crazy Rich Asians, which people are falling in love with. Critics are raving it. Audiences are loving it. It's a new phase in romantic comedies. And also, of course, what we love to see in film, representation. It's fantastic. So, Benjamin, what did you think about Crazy Rich Asians?
4: I really liked this movie. Um, It was one of those where when I first came out of it, I think I liked it more than I actually did because um, I really like I really like a lot of the performances. I think it's a very beautiful movie, not only in terms of story but in terms of visuals and colors. Um and I love the ideas of, you know, I love the main themes at its core um and the way it explores them. But at the same time, it does kind of follow Um, a lot of the same sort of plot elements as a typical romantic comedy. So I did have to dock some points off there. But overall, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, well, I do like romantic comedies, even though I am a huge nut for romantic comedies. They're my guilty pleasure. They are my kryptonite. I have to admit that a romantic comedy can either be really really new and innovative and fun and entertaining or really bad. But no matter which one on the spectrum, every romantic comedy has that same formula, you know, the misunderstanding, um, the time, the time, the, um, the first meeting, that kind of stuff. Those rom-coms have to follow that kind of formula a lot of times. Some break away from it and some try to make it change it a little bit, but there's still little sprinkles of that element of, of familiarity to romantic comedies. So, um. First of all, let's talk about the romantic side of it. What did you feel about the chemistry between our two lovebirds in this film?
4: Um, I really like Constance Wu, who plays the main character Rachel Chu, already from Fresh Off the Boat.
5: Um, oh, God. Go.
4: Yeah, and then this Henry Golding actor, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I thought. Listen, I'm going to be real here. I didn't think he was an excellent actor by any means. I did think they had very nice chemistry together. Um, and there are some really nice moments between those two, particularly an absolutely gorgeous scene that takes place at a wedding that is easily the best moment of the film and the best moment showcasing their chemistry.
1: That's good because again, I have yet to see this. I have yet to see this film yet. I know <gasps> everyone's yelling at me. I get it. No, I'm seeing it this Friday. I promise you. Don't worry. We have a huge group coming together. We are we're having a big whole, whole crazy rich Asian party. We're we're gonna call ourselves crazy, not so rich film critics. Anyway, um, so uh, but I, what I always find like the hardest part of romantic 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 films or just romantic comedies in general is that of course you have to have the actors have to. map. A good chemistry and it's 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 hard to hide that if they don't have good chemistry then it's that's when it goes downhill um, but it's good that we have we started with a good foundation with good chemistry um let's talk about the comedy side let's be honest I feel like most of us I feel like the main star even though I love um Constance Wu I adore Aquafina so much she is amazing, she is my queen, and I think she is funny. I loved her in Ocean's 8, and I love and I, and I just love her music, and seeing her in this film, she just cracks me up all the time. Uh, what did you think about the comedy in this film? Um,
4: well, actually, for me, there were a lot of people I was excited to see. Uh, they had Ken Jeong from Community, uh, and they had an actor from Superstore. And Aquafina was one who started off my radar. I'd seen she was in Ocean's Eight, with like Anne Hathaway and Sandra Bullock and Kate yeah. Blanchett. It's like, oh man, she's got to be pretty funny. Um, and she's hilarious in this film. There, she gets some very good lines and delivers them really well. Um, and I feel like she was comedic relief, but not really. But um, she was comedic element. But she felt like. There was a purpose for her being there. She wasn't there just to fire away some jokes, um, but no, she had a purpose and actually did things, which I appreciated.
1: Yeah, because we all do also talk about how it's like star-studded this cast is. I mean, we have a lot of great we like we have a lot of great actors and comedians in here. I mean, we even have Ali Wong in here at one point, and also Ronnie Chang from Daily Show, who I love. I mean, like, it's its just, like, you can just list off the amazing people who are in this film, and you can just be like, my God, this is so beautiful. Um, but was there anything in this film that you just felt like was lacking at any point? Um,
4: i okay, so I was, like, totally in love with this movie for the first hour and a half. And there's one sequence, there's always some sequence in a romantic comedy where the main characters feeling down and this whole montage. And the montage is done better than most, but it's still there. And from that moment on to, let's say, like the last five minutes of this movie, I was not enjoying myself very much. I thought it was just... It was the same as every other rom-com. If that sequence hadn't been there, if they just cut that part out or found a way to go around it, I would have loved this movie. I already really liked this movie. But I would have thought it was excellent. I would have thought it was fantastic. But that element, it just bothered me.
1: See, I know what you're talking about. It's either the misunderstanding or the part where they have to like go their separate ways and have to be angry at each other. or like Yep. They just, yeah. It's that moment where it's just like, you know they're gonna get together at the end, and you're like screaming at them like, just kiss already. You know, I feel like I feel like you you represent all everybody who watches rom coms like you gotta be kidding me. But it's just I feel like it's necessary. And some t- and some people are gonna argue with me with that, but yeah, it's necessary. But if they found a way to go around it, I I'm sure they would have done it. But either way, it's just a slow part, but it's it still makes the film very enjoyable. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blexey. This show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2. We're going to continue our conversation with Benjamin about crazy rich Asians. So, um, Benjamin, we were just talking about how it's that we have one sequence when the two couples, the couple is just go their separate ways and have to be by themselves. We how we, That just slows down the film. I understand. That totally is understandable. But... Redeem, like Saving Grace. What do you? Why do you feel like people really are like going gaga over this film?
4: Um, I think it's a big win for representation, which is great. Uh, it's really successful. I think wh- I've never seen a movie like this with a word of mouth, um, this strong, particularly a romantic comedy. I mean, any sort of movie, really. Uh, I, I'm really wowed because this is one that was completely off my radar. Um, personally, I saw the first trailer, I was like I I'm I'm excited about the cast, but it looks like every other romantic comedy. Um and then like hundred percent are not in tomatoes, so I was like, you know what, this movie actually might be pretty good and then there's tons of stories about it, tons of press and um I think it's one of those where uh, you already got people in the, there's You already got people in the seats with the promise of a big win for representation, and then you actually made an excellent movie that people are excited about and excited yeah. to go see again and again and again. And I think that's where this movie, why this movie is doing so well.
1: Definitely. I mean, it was interesting. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. She's uh, um, she's trying to be an. A- she's an actress. <laughs> I said she's trying to be an actress. That makes me sound bad. No, she's an actress, and she's she's full blooded Filipino, and she was like, and one of the things he says is like, you know, I want to be want to be an actress not only just to like to tell stories but also represent like my culture. And I'm like, that's so true because she sa- she said to me like, can you name one Filipino actor, like off the top of your head? And I was thinking like, I can't name any like i'm sure there are some out there but like like big name filipino actors there's not that many so like it's great that we're actually like growing the the film industry is still growing and representing all different cultures all different actors in films and just you know telling stories man that's all it's about it's about telling stories and entertaining the masses you know
4: yeah that's exactly what this movie is doing so
1: (laughs) so how many stars you give this film what would you say is the age recommendation
4: Mm, I'm going to give it a, f- a hesitant, but strong, I guess, if that makes any sense. Four out of five. Uh, this movie's really good. It has some flaws, but it's it's very pretty, and it's a very big deal. And it's a very <laughs> sweet film. Um, and I'm, I don't completely despise rom-coms, so I did enjoy it. Uh, I'd say in terms of age rating, I'd give it... Mm, I think it's important that um, lots of people see this movie but at the same time I'd give it our age rating of 10 to 18 I think um, at least everyone who goes to see this movie uh, will enjoy at least some part of it and that's a huge success for any sort of movie to do but uh, at the same time I think there's some language and some other shady stuff so um, Mm. yeah but Totally go see this.
1: Well, I will. I'll definitely see it. Also, I think it's funny that you're, like, giving it a hesitant 4 out of 5. You know you love this film. It's like every other guy who who hates to admit he loves a romantic comedy. Like, yes, I like a chick flick, even though, like, it's, yeah. Anyway, it's still, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to go see it. Don't worry. It's on my list. I am seeing it because... It's just, it looks great, and I'm sure, and it's amazing. So, thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about Crazy Rich Asians.
4: No problem. Glad to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Be sure to go check out this crazy film in theaters now. With that said, let's take a break. I am your host, Kepa Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2, Volume (music) 2.
0: Tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
4: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin from Washington, DC, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about searching Josh Loveless and Friends and Crazy Asians, And now we're talking to Natalia, age nine, from LA, California, about move, move, move. Nat-
5: hey Natalia, how's it going? Oh, it's great. I'm super pumped to be back.
4: Well, we're glad to have you. So, what what exactly is Move, Move, Move?
5: Well, this CD is filled with enjoyable, kid-friendly, funny, very cu- curriculum-based music for you and your kids to enjoy. And I love this collection of songs because it is filled with rhymes, fun beats, and stuck-in-your-head lyrics, as well as the songs.
4: Wow all right high praise um, <laughs> so you said there's a curriculum base is it are do any of these songs so are they about education at all
5: yes they are they um I love my favorite song is, Definitely, without a doubt, ABC Jones, because you learn your ABCs, your numbers, definitely for younger kids, but I very enjoyed it. They had amazing rhymes, and the song never failed to make me giggle. So it's definitely have some songs in there that will teach you some important lessons, as well as ABC's 1, two, threes.
4: Now, I understand, you're 9 years old, and this does not necessarily sound like an album geared towards your age audience, but do you think that even... Uh, well let's say a 15 year old could enjoy this album
5: definitely I think that if they had a younger brother or sister I think it would bring much joy to them and I think they would have a wonderful time together I think they would very interact with the songs as well as with their little brothers, sisters any family members as young and I think they will have an amazing time listening to these songs um,
4: what is your favorite part about this album if you had to choose one
5: Oh, that is hard. Every part was amazing. Definitely the songs, as I said, ABC Jones is my favorite. Um, The beat tone and the banging on the drums had me bouncing off the walls. Literally, you can just hear my walls just shaking. I loved it, and I loved it so much because the CD has very enjoyable and funny, fun curriculum bass, as I said. And I I love each and every song because they have a specific tone to them, such as classy, which is my favorite Fun. they have festival style, slow and upbeat, so they had a very different, specific tone to each song, and I love that about it.
4: Um, I'm curious, what sort of instruments are utilized in this album?
5: Many, they use drums, you can hear banging, you can hear... Um, guitar as well. I think guitar was mainly used in each of these songs, especially since the creator of the CD is Vincent Dunes, who has been a musical artist for kids as young as five at least, and you do hear a lot of um, instruments as guitar, and B and the bass, and a lot of instruments, so yeah.
4: Um, now you said that uh, older kids would enjoy this, but adults f- higher than that age, so adults and older adults you think they would enjoy this, too?
5: Definitely. As I said, you can enjoy it with your family, friends, even if you're trying to teach your kids ABCs. This will be a great song for them to interact with. It. It's very fun, enjoyable, and it teaches you important things, as the ABCs are one, two, three. So I think they will learn in an enjoyable and fun way and bring such a cheerful and upbeat feel with such great laughter and joy. So I think definitely older and older and teenagers as well will enjoy this. And, yeah.
4: Um.
5: So, wow.
4: Man, I'm going to have to check this out. Um, But it sounds like you enjoyed this album a lot from what I'm gathering. So were there any songs that you were not a fan of? Any songs that sort of disappointed you? Or any songs that stick out to you as being not as good as the rest?
5: I think every song was amazing because the tone, as I said before, there's so many different tones to it, so many different beats, so many different things along with each song, so I think I enjoyed every song, but as I said before, my favorite song is definitely ABC Jones because the lyrics were definitely funny and never failed to make me giggle, and I just loved it so much, but yeah, definitely each song was extremely amazing and definitely enjoyable. I actually listened to it with my two-year-old baby cousin, and he loved it. He was dancing, he was clapping, and I think it was an amazing song for him so yeah definitely i don't think any song failed to make me giggle any song failed to not do what it's supposed to and i think abc jones definitely stood out throughout the whole cd definitely it was my favorite song so yeah
4: well that sounds like a lot of fun definitely you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today We've talked about searching Josh Lovelace and Friends, Crazy Rich Asians, and now we're going to continue our interview with Natalia about Move, Move, Move. So, Natalia, can you tell? You mentioned um, the artists that pro- produced this album. I'm curious, did this album at all make you want to go listen to his other work?
5: Yes, definitely. As Oh, definitely, because as I read about him, he just released his 10th reckoning of original music for children, so I have to go check everything out, and he sure knows how to make your little ones want to dance and move. Vincent is actually the winner of the 2018 NAPA Awards and the 2018 Parents Pick Awards, so that just tells a lot from each of his songs, that they're intriguing, they're fun, and definitely amazing for little kids as well as older, as I said, and yeah, he... And he also is the winner of the 2018 Tilly Wig Award. And he's a musical artist, so I definitely got intrigued by just reading him. And I just want to see more of his work and see.
4: Um, Now, is there any sort of lesson for younger kids that they can get out of listening to this album?
5: Yes, they get to learn a lot. As I said, ABC's 1, 2, 3. They get to learn the curriculum based about it. And they get to have a lot of fun. As I said, they learn in a very fun way. And I believe every child will enjoy this astonishing astonishing collection of songs and I definitely think your kid will enjoy this funny, kid-friendly, intriguing set of songs so definitely I would say that, yeah.
4: Um, now you've said every kid will enjoy this but I'm curious, what's your age rating for this album?
5: I give the set of songs a 5 out of 5 stars and recommend it for ages 5 to 7 as well as adults and teenagers to have fun with their kid and if you're wondering where the CD is now available you can go on Amazon.com And online. And for more information on Vincent Nunes, you can visit www.vincentnunes.com, and you'll learn as much as I learned about him and you will be just intrigued by his amazing work and songs. If you could choose one aspect of this album that you
4: loved to try to convince someone to buy this album, someone who wouldn't normally buy this, who would it be?
5: Oh, definitely everyone that I know, especially maybe because cousins, the younger ones, because if I tell them about Vincent Nunes and his amazing songs, they will just be intrigued and realize that they have to check it out for their kids, as well as them to bond with them, kind of. And I definitely think that as they learn about Vincent Nunes, his amazing work, how long he's been doing it, they'll be intrigued and in what he has to show them. So I definitely think I would show as many people as I can and possibly encourage them to go see this.
4: If you could use one sentence to describe... What you, how you felt about this album? What would it be?
5: I felt enjoyable. I had fun. It's filled with kid-friendly songs, and it is based and bass music for your kids, and definitely curriculum-based, as I said. And as if I can um, and kind of describe it in three words, I'd say fun, enjoyable, and a teachable moment for you and your kids.
4: Um. Well. Well. Wow. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this album, and you've made me very interested in it. So um, thank you for talking about this album with me today.
5: Thank you so much. I had an amazing time. And make sure to all you listening to go visit um, com to learn more information on him and hear his amazing, fun, and curriculum-based music for you and your children a Bond.
4: Well, uh, yeah, go check this album out, I guess. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First, Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps. And to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. And check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. The show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Season 2, Volume 2. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.